Albert Pujols continues his charge towards 700 with not one but two historic shots over the weekend as the Cardinals take two of three from the Pirates in Pittsburgh, plus a cool story about the people who caught number 697. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffron. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so that you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Hoping everybody had a, an outstanding weekend. I know we had a... NFL football that began on Thursday, and then, of course, you had it uh, on Sunday, but we had some baseball, and we've got some baseball to talk about as well. The Cardinals did not play their best ball over the weekend in Pittsburgh, but it was enough. It was enough to squeeze out two come-from-behind victories on Saturday and Sunday. Meanwhile, Albert Pujols continues to be a godsend in the second half of the season, coming up with not only historic home runs, but these are clutch historic home runs and hits like I've been telling people all the time these are not home runs that are just uh, just kind of give me home runs that he's hitting like in a sixth inning when they're up big or something no these are like game-changing home runs that Albert Pujols is hitting he's been a monster in the second half uh let's go ahead let's take you back to Friday where the Cardinals were coming off another another stinker against the Nationals on Thursday losing 11 to 6 they split the four-game series with the Nationals and they head out on the road to go to Pittsburgh to play another team in the bottom of not only the National League, but all of Major League Baseball in the Pittsburgh Pirates. Miles Michaelis gets the ball on Friday, coming off a very impressive performance against the Cubs his last time out. He threw eight shutout innings in the Cardinals' 2 to nothing win. But we also know that Miles is a much better pitcher when he's at home at Bush Stadium in the friendly confines there of Bush, which is catered towards the pitchers. On Friday, He's at PNC Park. Not exactly the same thing as Bush Stadium. So another subpart road outing was ahead of him. Long ball stings him in the second inning when he serves up a solo shot to Ben Gamble. That makes it one to nothing. Bottom of the fifth is when things really kind of took a turn for the worse. Back-to-back singles to start the inning. And then the Pirates young 6-7 phenom shortstop O'Neal Cruz. He rips a triple into the left center field gap, plating two, making it three to nothing. Next hitter singles, four to nothing. Cards have to come back once again. Michaelis, he ends up going just five innings in this one. Allows four runs on eight hits. He did strike out eight, so we'll give him some credit there. But um, still, again, the road woes for uh, one Miles Michaelis. Next inning, uh, the Redbirds do get one back. Goldie doubles, Arenado singles, and then Dickerson grounds out. And a run scores on the fielder's choice, making it four to one. But that was it. Top of seven, Newbar walks. Scores on a Tommy Edmond double. Makes it four to two. Bottom of seven we go. Cardinals get some goofy defensive help with the runner on second. All right. If you didn't see this play, I'm going to break it down for you the best I can as far as verbally because it's not easy to describe. But anyway, with the runner on second, 
Castro for the Pirates. He singles to right field, and Newt comes up firing, throws it home to get the runner who notices that the ball is coming in and it's high. Kisner has to go to his right, jump up to get a mid on the on, on the ball, and he ends up catching it. Well, the runner did not think that was going to happen. He thought it was going to go sailing over Kisner's head. So he gets hung up between third and home. Kisner throws it down to Arenado at third. It hits the runner and just goes and falls. <laughs> Trickles over to Nolan, who then throws it back to Kisner after running the, the runner back towards home. Kisner tags him. He looks around, and the runner, Castro, who had hit the ball in the first place, was trying to be sneaky. And he's coming around second base thinking he can race over to third base. He rounds it really, really hard, and they get him. And he thinks he can get the third, and during the run, they get into the rundown, but Kisner fires it over to second base behind him, and it's the right fielder, Newbar, who comes in and makes the tag and gets him out. So a crazy sequence, kind of like the one against the Cubs last year during that 17-game winning streak where an outfielder is getting involved in rundown plays <laughs> for a double play on the infield. Nutty stuff. So uh, score remains 4-2. to two. To the eighth inning, that's where the Pirates blow things open against Jake Woodford. Leadoff walk, which you know, always bad. Always bad news. Uh, single and then another triple into the left center gap makes it 6-2. The infield comes in. Cal Mitchell chops one up the middle, not hit hard, but infield's in. Can't get to it. Seven to two. O'Neill Cruz up again. He scorches one 117.7 miles per hour through the hole between first and second. That makes it eight to two. And that's how it ended. Cardinals pitching allows eight runs on 15 hits and what turned into a blowout victory for the Bucs, but it was a better game than that uh, until that last inning there. Um, question Are you starting to worry about Miles Michaelis at all? Because I say no. I'm not worried about him yet. First half of the season, 7-7, seven and seven, ERA 2.54, his whip 0.956, which earned him a trip to the All-Star game. Deservedly so. Second half, he's 4-4, four and four, the ERA above 5 now. 5.16, the whip up to 1.197. Now, the game in Colorado obviously skews things a bit when he got ambushed for 10 runs on 14 hits and two and two-thirds innings. That's going to do some damage to your numbers. I understand that. Three of his last four games haven't been all that good. Also notice that three of those games have been on the road where he hasn't been that great all season. So uh, as we get close to the playoffs, because I believe that the Cardinals are going to the playoffs, I don't think Milwaukee's going to catch them. Um, if he's going to make a start in this playoff at whatever, whoever they're taking on, Let's make sure it's at home at Bush Stadium, guys. How about that? He's six and two at home, two point two three ERA. We're on the road. He's five and nine, four point five six ERA. Just a a totally different guy outside of St. Louis. So that was Friday's game. Moving on to Saturday, where uh, we get some fun stuff to talk about. Jack Flaherty gets his second start since returning from the IL, and it wasn't nearly as encouraging as his first outing. Unfortunately, bottom of the first, O'Neill Cruz. There he is again. Hits a leadoff single, but. They get the double play. Next, they did that eliminates uh, Cruz on the base pass, which is always dangerous because he's crazy, crazy fast as well. Next hitter, though, Castro comes to the plate, hits a four seamer right over the heart of the plate, over the center field wall. That makes it one to nothing. Bottom of the second, you get a leadoff walk. You know that's bad. And then the first pitch to Jack Sawinski is another four seam fastball, middle end. He crushes it over the right field wall. That makes it three to nothing. Uh, Chavez is the next, or Chavez. Chavez? Chavez, I think is how he says it. Anyway, he's the next hitter. He walks on five pitches, then Mitchell doubles, but 
Flaherty able to wiggle out and uh, gets the next three hitters, but a, a tough and stressful start for Jack. And that's basically the inning that leads him to having a short outing in this one. Um, five innings, three runs, six hits, four walks, no strikeouts on 87 pitches. Granted, he is still working his way back from the injuries, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to have some, some not-so-good starts here and there. But you're hoping for better results considering you're taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, 3 to nothing Pirates. We're in the fifth inning. The Cardinals get a solo shot from Brendan Donovan to make it 3-1. to one. That's his fourth of the year. Top of the sixth, Tyler O'Neill hits a leadoff double. Gorman grounds out, but that brings in Albert Pujols, who had doubled earlier in the game already. JT Brubaker. Besides, he's going to hang a slider up in the zone on the first pitch, and Albert unloads on it. Rocket right down the left field line. The only question is uh, whether or not it was going to stay fair or not because it certainly had the distance. It goes 418 feet. It ties the game up at 3-3. It also ties Alex Rodriguez for fourth all-time on the home run list with 696 in his career. Molina on deck. Comes up and gives Albert a big squeeze, a little brotherly embrace. Newt Bar, he's got the pepper mill going. If you've noticed, the guys have been doing that this year, this motion. If you're watching on YouTube, they're doing this motion after they do something good, whether it's a hit or they score a run, whatever it may happen. Uh, that's been their their hand signal for the season, uh, the pepper mill. And it stands for uh, grind, for the grind, for runs and wins. It's catching on. People like it. And Newt Bar, now he's got an actual pepper mill that you see at restaurants like the Olive Garden <laughs> when they put pepper on your salad and stuff. He's got one there in the dugout now. Bottom of seven we go, and uh, JoJo Romero comes on. He's been excellent since the Cardinals got him at the deadline, but in this instance, he's got to face O'Neal Cruz, and Cruz gets the better of him. He yanks a changeup that was uh, it was down in the zone, but it was uh, you know more towards the middle of the plate, deposits it into the right field stance. That's uh, O'Neal Cruz's 14th of the year, makes it 4-3 to three Pirates. I, for one, am not am not going to enjoy watching the Cardinals have to pitch to this guy over the next few years. He's so good, crazy talent. He's got speed. He's got the power. He's six seven. He's twenty three years old. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's going to be a problem for the Cardinals moving forward. So they're going to have to figure out a way to stop uh, one O'Neill Cruz because one of the more talented young players in the game today. All right, top of eight we go. Gorman gets a two-out double to get the tying run on base, and Ollie Pitch runs Edmund for him to add that, that extra speed on the base paths. And uh, up to the dish comes Mr. Number 5 again. Albert Pujols, he's doubled. He's homered. This time, 0-2 count. He drives a pitch, which was way up and out like way up and out of the zone back up the middle somehow for an RBI single ties the game back up at four to four top of nine. We go Yachty leads off with a single new bar pinch runs for Yachty because Yachty runs like a milk truck with square wheels, no speed whatsoever. So we're looking to take the lead here. Uh, it's second and third one out for Dickerson after Donovan grounded out uh, the young. Oh, actually first the young got a single, then Donovan grounds out. So now we got second and third. Okay. Uh, infield comes in, Dickerson taps the slow roller to the second baseman, which have you noticed he's done that a lot recently? Like when, when there's a, a situation where there's a runner on third, like he's attacking the first pitch and he just keeps tapping it to the second baseman. And it's worked a couple of times, but on this particular play, uh, they got Newt out at the plate. Now props to Newt because he tried to pull off this magical Jean-Claude Van Damme split slide maneuver. Like it hurt me looking at it. But he was almost safe. He almost got in on that one. But uh, they go to the review. Uh, the catcher didn't block the plate. Runners out. 
bonus points for effort, but no run. Goldie then works a six-pitch walk. So now you've got the Young at third, Dickerson at second, and Goldie at first for Nolan Arenado. Big moment, big moments. That's when the cream usually rises to the top, and that's exactly what happens here. Nolan laces a sinker down the line and left. It clears the bases. It makes it seven to four Cardinals. Uh, Arenado goes to third base on the throw. You get another awesome visual of Arenado's emotion where he's like, after the hit, which just makes you love the dude even more. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I love to see out of ball players, And it was one of the reasons why I was very excited when they got Arenado from the Rockies because he brings an attitude to the game. He lives and dies out there on the field, and it shows. Even when he does something bad, you can see how upset he gets. And when it's something good, oh, man, he gets out. He starts flexing and doing his thing. So you got to love that. Uh, Helsley comes in for the ninth, and although they do get a run off of him, he picks up his 15th save of the year. Giovanni Gallegos gets the win in relief, and Albert finishes the ninth three for four, a triple shy of the cycle. It's going to take something special. <laughs> It'd be easier for Albert to hit home runs and get triples, let's be honest. Uh, but most importantly, he is now dead even with Alex Rodriguez, 696 in the career home run list. We're going to be moving on to uh, Sunday's game here in just a moment. But first, let's talk about LinkedIn. If you're somebody who's in the market for a job or you're somebody who wants to post a job, LinkedIn, that's where you need to be. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to and not only talk to them, but talk to them faster and for free. This is not a pay site. No, 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 no. LinkedIn, you can do it for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 800 and 10 million people. Then what you do is you add your job, you put the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and then you spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools. Got to keep it easy these days, right? We don't want the complicated stuff. Simple tools like screening questions. Screening questions, huge. Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hopefully hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Job also helps you. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs also helps you to find the candidates that you want to talk to faster, as I mentioned. And there are plenty of people online looking for jobs these days. Did you know every single week, nearly 40 million job seekers go to LinkedIn? Post your job for free. What are you waiting for? At LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB. That's LinkedIn dot com slash locked on MLB. That way you can post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. Okay. So we're on to uh Sunday now, aren't we? So let's talk about it. After the come from behind win on Saturday, the Cardinals had a uh, former pirate Jose Quintana on the mound for them. He's got the ball on Sunday against uh, his former mates. Uh, the Cardinals also decided they're going to give Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado a day off, give them a little extra rest, which which is fine. You should be able to handle the Pirates without having them in your lineup for one day. But unfortunately, once again, the Cardinals fall behind. And they do it early, which is, is not a theme that I'm a big fan of right now because it seems like it's happening all the time. Maybe it's just me. I haven't looked up the stats. I didn't go back to the rest of the week to see how many of the games the Nationals were in front before uh, the Cardinals scored. I didn't look at it, but it just feels that way a lot recently, doesn't it? Third inning. Pirates get a pair of leadoff singles to bring in O'Neal Cruz. 
this guy, dude, why even throw to him anymore? With runners on first and third in Quintana, he, he gets a pitch in on him. He jams him, but Cruz fights it off. He sends a slow grounder to shortstop. They get the force out at second, but the run still scores. Cruz runs like he's like lightning on the base pass. So safe at first, one and nothing Pirates. And then not much really happened. Kind of a dull game until the seventh. Now, Jordan Hicks had come on for Quintana in the sixth and has this solid battle with Jack Sawinski. And it appeared he actually had him struck out. And if you go back to where the grass and stuff are, the dude was out. That was a strike. But the home plate umpire said nay. Called ball three on a slider. That It looked to be in the lower portion of the zone when we were watching it live. And Sawinski gets new life. Next pitch, more of a hanging slider than the good one that he just threw. Sawinski hits it over the wall in right field, makes it two to nothing. And you can, as soon as he hits it, you see Hicks just this grin goes over his face like, you son of a, I'm going to. Tough break for Hicks there. It happens, though. Umps blow calls. We know this. Um, but you got to power through when things go south. And um, instead of, you know, pulling off a, a nice slider, you got around it a little bit there. Hung. Swinsky hits a home run. Uh, we did get a nice moment in the top of the eighth when rookie Alec Burleson got his first base knock as a Cardinal. Congratulations. Solid single up the middle, but unfortunately didn't score. Got stranded. So we go to the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Chris Stratton comes into this game, gives up a single. So they call on Jojo Romero again, who gets a nice sliding play in right field by Newpart to keep the game at two to nothing. We go to the top of the ninth. This is going to be the last chance for the Cardinals. Getting shut out in this one. They only had three singles up to the ninth inning. They've done zilch. It's been it's been lifeless. It's been dull. Even Albert hasn't gotten a hit yet. So um, looking for something to kind of kind of get things going. Tommy Edmond he leads off and he jumps on the first pitch he sees and gets a double to start the inning. Then Dickerson drives one to the corner in right field. Beautiful swing. So you get back to back doubles. That one scores Edmond and makes it two to one. Uh oh. Do you see who I see on deck? That's him. That's him. It's the Pirate Slayer. Albert Pujols, he's on deck. We got a base open, though. They've been throwing Albert up in the zone. On Saturday, he got the three hits, but nothing so far on Sunday. They would dare. They would dare throw to him with a base open, would they? Who does that? First two pitches, way outside. So this feels like it's going to be one of those unintentional, intentional walks that uh, pitchers will do just to see if the hitter will chase and try to, you know, get him to, to reach for something and get himself out. It's not a, not a bad idea. First two pitches way outside. Two balls, no strikes. The catcher, again, set up a little bit closer to the outside portion of the plate. Maybe they're going to throw him a strike here instead. I wouldn't have done that, but I'm not a pirate. I'm a Cardinal fan. So the Pirates decide to throw a fastball. They put it up and away in the zone, though, and Albert does not miss it. A nuke, a nuke, I tell you, over the center field wall for a home run, number 697 of his career. He passes Alex Rodriguez for fourth place all time. Home run number 18 on the season. And this historic two-run tater also, even more importantly, I guess, to some people, gives the Cardinals a 3-2 lead. In the top of the ninth. Awesome stuff. Obviously, Cardinals fans are going crazy at PNC, but you even see, and I thought this was really neat, you even see Pirate fans getting up and clapping for Albert. They're cheering because they just witnessed history. You should do that. And yes, maybe it was at their team's expense, 
But when a cool moment like this happens and you're a baseball fan, you know when to tip the cap, even if it's not your team's player. And the Pirates faithful, believe me, have seen Albert do this a bunch in Pittsburgh. In fact, Pujols now has 34 career home runs at PNC Park. That is the most in his career where he has played entirely as a visitor. So he's picked on the Pirates a lot. So the next guy gets out. One batter later, though, here he comes. Tyler Broneal unleashes the fury. Catches a slider over the middle of the dish, and he puts his boomstick to good use, making it 4-2. to two. That's O'Neal's 14th of the season. Helsley back in again for the bottom of the ninth. He does give up a solo dinger. So we got a little nervous there, but ends up nailing down the save. Cardinals win it four to three. Chris Stratton, damn glad to meet you. Gets the win against his former club. He goes to eight and four on the season. Helsley, save number 16, but it's all about Albert. Come on, let's be serious. Albert, home run 697. That's going to get the headline. So on the list, and people are calling it the Mount Rushmore of home run hitters now in Major League history. You've got Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Albert Pujols. He's also now just three away from the number 700 with 21 games to play. According to ESPN Stat and Info, that was the 33rd go-ahead home run in the eighth inning or later for Albert in his career, the most by any player in the expansion era, which began in 1961. The four-run ninth gave the Cardinals 14 runs in the ninth inning in their last five games. In the first eight innings of those five games, they scored a combined total of 11 runs. Ugh. In those five games, the team is hitting 500 in the ninth inning. They're 14 for 28, four walks. The late inning Cardinals devil magic, as we call it, has been in full force of late. Uh, the Brewers did have their way with the Reds on Sunday, so the Cardinals lead in the division is still at eight. Their magic number now, 14. The Birds have the day off on Monday. They'll play the Brew Crew at Bush in a quick two-game series, which begins on Tuesday. So uh, the historic 697 home run ball, where did it go? Who's got it? Got a good story for you. Here, check this out. Uh, we know that baseballs like this can be worth a pretty decent amount of money. On Sunday, Matt and Samantha Brown were in attendance at the game in Pittsburgh and were the ones who got their hands on it after it cleared the wall. There was a scrum, and I'm assuming it was Matt that went down and got it because it looked like it was a bunch of dudes and their plumber cracks trying to, <laughs> trying to get the ball. Um, but uh, they came away with it, so Matt and Samantha Brown got it. Now, this was no normal occasion for the couple. Nick Aguilera from MimbleBee.com wrote that on that day, so Sunday, one year earlier, though, was the day that Samantha's father had passed away. And as someone who has lost his father, and I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that, that have gone through it as well, you always remember that day. You remember the birthday, and you remember the day that they passed. And you usually try to do something that um, kind of will take the focus off the, the pain and the thought of your significant person passing away that day. Um, so maybe Samantha's dad was a baseball fan. They decided to go to the game, kind of honor him by being there. And uh, kind of worked out for them. They ended up with Albert's home run ball. So the couple, who are Pirates fans, by the way, not Cardinals fans, did the right thing, reportedly went to return the memento to Pujols, knowing he'd likely want it. And um, instead of taking it, Albert decided to let them have it. How about that? When's the last time you heard a player saying, nah, you can keep it, it's cool. Um, when asked about letting the fans keep the ball, Albert said, it's just a baseball. 
They deserve to have it. It went out of the ballpark. We play this game for the fans. So whether they want to give it back or they want to keep it, I don't have any problem with that. Pujols also reportedly gifted the couple two side baseballs to go along with the game ball, the home run ball that they caught. Like, how cool is that? That doesn't happen anymore. These guys always, they, they're trading things like signed baseball bats, signed baseballs like Albert gave uh, the couple, jerseys, all kinds of stuff. But Albert's been in a giving mood. Remember, he gave his jersey off the off his back to one of the kids behind uh, the dugout in Chicago. Like, he's loving it, man. He's enjoying every moment of this. And uh, it's been fun. Gosh, it's so much fun. Uh, personally, I've caught multiple foul balls in my life. I even once caught three of them during batting practice, which I don't know how much that counts, but it, I wasn't even trying to catch them. Here's the thing. So it's at Bush Stadium, and it was at Old Bush Stadium, uh, not, not the newest version. But um, I was on the first base side during batting practice, and somebody hit a liner. I don't know who it was, and it came up, and it hopped up, and I caught it that way. So that was one. Then we made our way. Our seats were in left field. We had uh, season tickets that year, so we were in left field by the foul pole went over to our seats and somebody hit one and it was just coming right at me. So I just was like, whoop, and I caught it on the fly. No problem. I, I used a shirt though. Is that, is that cheating? I used a shirt. I had a, I had a spare, like a jacket in my hand and I kind of caught it like that. I didn't want to drop it. I want to look like a fool. So that was number two. And so then I ended up going up the staircase, which was behind our seats in left field. And I'm just standing there talking to a buddy. Boom. Ball hits me right in the foot and just drops right there. Pick it up. I got three of them. So I gave one to my parents. I gave one to my little brother. And then I, I kept one for myself. But I'm sure my mom has it somewhere now because I have no idea where it is. It is definitely not my trophy case here in my room. So anyway, that happened to me. Um, I caught one from Benito Santiago on my birthday at Bush Stadium when he was a Marlin. That was kind of cool. Uh, recently, I was at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, and I caught one uh, from Paul DeYoung. It was a foul ball, and I was in the scout seats behind home plate. Just boop, right to me. Um, normally, I give them to the kids nowadays because I don't really have a need for them. But that one I actually kept. I gave that one to my mom. She's a big fan of uh, Paul DeYoung, at least she used to be until he started struggling. I don't know if she is anymore. But um, I've never caught a home run ball. Never happened. So if you've ever caught one or have a cool foul ball story, I'd love for you guys to share down below in the comments on our YouTube page. I would love to hear those. I, I think that stuff's really, really neat. Uh, again, the Cardinals have the day off today. They get two with Milwaukee before playing five against the Reds in just four days, which includes a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is set to take the hill tomorrow night at Bush. No starter has been named yet for Milwaukee at the time of this recording. But Albert, now three away. Could do it during this homestand, you guys. If I was you, I would have my tush at Bush Stadium, and if at all possible, in left field, because he hits more of them that way uh, for as many games as I can, because history could fall right in your lap. Could happen, but not if you're not there. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. We are now at 1,580-plus subscribers on YouTube. I would love to get to 2,000 by the end of this season, and hopefully the Cardinals are going pretty far in the playoffs 
and uh, we get some extra time with that. But uh, if you are not subscribed yet on YouTube, would much appreciate a subscribe and a like because it helps the channel grow. That way, more Cardinal fans can be involved in this community that we're growing here. So uh, I would appreciate that. Also, as always, follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals at JD Sports Radio. You are the best fans of baseball for a reason. And we'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. 